Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I will not be able to finish this sermon today, so we will continue next time. I want to encourage you to really listen to the teaching in this coming camp. Spirit led life or led by the Holy Spirit. I'm more convinced, more and more convinced that we as Christians need to know how to be led by the Holy Spirit. It's very important to be saved, very important to hear the gospel and come to know Jesus Christ and serve Him. But that is the first step to get saved. To know Jesus, to repent of sin, but the next thing that's so important for the Christian life is to be led by the Spirit of God. I'm more and more convinced that every Christian should learn and grow in the area of being led by the Holy Spirit. It's very important. Okay, so I want you to go back to listen to the previous teachings. That I did from last year and during the year time, and we will continue in the camp this year. And spirit-led life is not something going to happen overnight. It takes some development, some growing into it. But it's so important. Believe me, it's so important. A lot of Christians get into trouble because they never listen to the Holy Spirit, and then after that. They blame God. Some people died. Some people have a big loss, get into big accident, or something bad happened, and then God get blamed. But actually, because they don't listen to the Holy Spirit, so we need to learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit, and we're gonna see the great blessing. Amen. Today we're gonna talk about one of the keys to prosperity. In life, how many people want to be prosperous? When I talk about prosperity, I don't talk about only money, but prosperity in soul, prosperity in mind, in spirit, in health, in relationship, in finances, in ministry, prosperity. The scripture that I want to read today, but I will continue next time, is in the book of Deuteronomy. Chapter twenty-eight. I will read from NIV. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all His commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. All this blessing will come upon you and accompany you. The New King James Version say that. And all this blessing will come upon you and overtake you, jump on you, come on you. Okay, if you obey the Lord your God, you will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed, and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks, your basket and your kneading trough. 
will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction, but flee from you in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land He is given you. The Lord will establish you as His holy people, as He promised you on oath. If you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in His ways, then all the people on earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they will fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity. In the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, and the crops of your ground, in the land He swore to your forefathers to give you, the Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of His bounty, to send rain on your land in season, and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day, and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top, never at the bottom. Do not turn aside from any of the commands I give you today, to the right or to the left. Following other gods and serving them, Father, we thank you so much for writing these scriptures by your Holy Spirit through your servant Lord. We thank you, Father. We want to learn from you. We want to understand the key to prosperity, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Our God is the God of the blessing. He is in the business. Of blessing people, and he wants us to get involved in the blessing business. He wants us to be blessed. In fact, it's the original plan of God. He wants to bless all of his people. I read the story of an American millionaire. His last name is Wanamaker. He's actually billionaire. This is what he said to a group of people: In my life. I have bought and sold many things that are worth many million dollars. The building that you are sitting in right now is worth twenty thousand million dollars. When I was an eleven-year-old boy in a rural town, I bought the greatest thing in my life when I was in the Sunday school. That was a small Bible with a red cover. I bought that Bible with only. Two dollars fifty cents. I had to pay it off little by little. That book was the greatest of all the things I have bought throughout my life, because it made me become who I am today. Many people in that meeting heard his statements, were amazed, and wonder how the Bible helped this man to become a rich man. They think 
if I only have ten percent of Mr. Wanamaker has, I would be a millionaire as well. Actually, this millionaire tried to tell the secret of how to be prosperous, and the secret is in this book, the Bible. If you obey this book, God promised to open the floodgates of heaven and pour out His blessing and prosperity on us. Moses was speaking to the children of Israel in that generation. The key to prosperity. Actually, even though this book was written thousand years ago, but is applicable to us today. The same principle that was applied to the children of Israel still apply to us today. And we're going to learn from this passage for 14 verses, little by little, the key to prosperity. He clearly say again and again in the 14 verses that I just read. Actually, if we read from verse 15 on to verse 68, 15 to 68 talk about cursing. Only 14 verse talk about blessing. So God wants to warn us not to rebel against God. Rebellion and disobedience brings curses to our life. Obedience brings the blessing. And Moses said, if you obey the command of the Lord, you shall be blessed. He emphasized many times, let me read one more time. In verse 1, verse 2, verse 9, and verse 13, he said, If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all His commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. In New King James say, Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all His commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. Verse 2. All these blessings, not just one blessing, many blessings with S, will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. Everyone say, obey. Everyone say, follow. Verse 9. The Lord will establish you as His holy people, as He promised you on oath. If you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in His ways. Everyone say, keep His commands. Verse 13 again. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail, if you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day, and carefully, carefully follow them. You will always be at the top, never at the bottom. After you read these four scriptures, you will find out that the key to prosperity is obedience. If you want to be blessed by God, there is a condition. That condition is obeying the voice of the Lord your God and obeying the commandments of the Lord. The Lord spoke to the children of Abraham. 
because all these children of Israel came through Abraham by blood. How about us? Is this promise in Deuteronomy chapter 28 verses 1 to 14 belong to us as well or not? You may argue that, wow, Moses was talking to the children of Israel. I'm not Israel. I'm not a Jew. Therefore, it does not apply to me. In fact, let me read from the New Testament whether it applied to us or not. Romans chapter 2, verses 28 and 29. A man is not a Jew if he is only one outwardly, nor is circumcision merely outward and physical. No, a man or a woman is a Jew if he is one inwardly. And circumcision is circumcision of the heart by the Spirit, not by the written code or by the written command. Such a man's praise is not from men, but from God. So in other words, we are also children of Abraham or a Jew inside us because we believe in Jesus Christ. We are the children of Abraham by faith. We put our faith in the Messiah, and inside us, we are a Jew. Not outwardly. I look like Thai. Actually, when I go around to travel, some people thought that I am Korean. Some people thought that I am Chinese. Some people thought that I am Japanese. Especially when I start to open my mouth and say, Oh, I hope Kosaimas, they think that I'm Japanese. Because I look like Japanese. I look like Korean. I look like Chinese. But inside me, I am a Jew. Because I have the heart that follow the Messiah and the El Shaddai. The same God that the Jewish people in the Old Testament believe. Inside, my heart is circumcised by the Holy Spirit to be blameless, holy, and pure. It's the inside Jew here. Okay? Let's look at Romans chapter 4, 13 and 16. It was not through law, okay, in the Old Testament time, the time of the law, the time of Moses, the law to the Jewish people. Through law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world. But through righteousness that comes by faith. Therefore, the promise, everyone say promise, comes by faith. How many people have faith in Jesus Christ? You are a child of Abraham by faith. And you can receive the same promise by faith that God gave to the children of Israel. So that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law. Those who are of the law is the Old Testament people. But now we are in the New Testament. We believe in the Messiah. We believe in Jesus Christ. But also to those who are of faith. Who are of faith in this room? Raise your hand up. I am of faith. I'm not a Jew by law, but by faith. Of Abraham. He is the father of us all. So in conclusion, from all this scripture, we are children of Abraham by faith. And we can receive the same promise in Deuteronomy chapter 28, 1 to 14, by faith. Therefore, that 
part of the scripture also belong to us. And the condition to receive prosperity and the blessing from God is obedience. Moses described varieties of blessings or prosperity. Prosperity or blessing will come to Christians when they make a decision to obey the Lord their God. Even though people in the world can become prosperous, but many times their prosperity comes with pain and tears and suffering. But the prosperity that comes from God comes with joy, peace, and long life. I'd rather receive prosperity from God, not from the devil, because the devil can give you money too, but it will come with pain and suffering and heartache later on. If we obey God, we will be blessed. If we disobey God and rebel against God, we shall be cursed, and we're going to get into trouble. Let me read again from other scripture. When you read the Bible, you need to have two or three witnesses. Is that right? Two or three witnesses settle the case. So I'm going to read more witnesses of the scripture to prove that obedience brings prosperity. Leviticus chapter 26, verses 3 to 4. If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, I will send you rain in its season, and the ground will yield its crops, and the trees of the field their fruit. Leviticus 26 said the same thing. If we obey the command of God, God will bless us. Deuteronomy 15, 5 to 6. If only you fully obey, fully obey the Lord your God and are careful to follow all these commands I am giving you today. For the Lord your God will bless you as he has promised. He promised to bless you. If you obey, he shall bless you. And you will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. In other words, you will not be in debt. You will have more than enough money to lend. You will rule over many nations, but none will rule over you. Wow, again, two or three witnesses proven that the blessing comes from obedience. How many people want to be blessed by God? What do you need to do? You need to obey. When we say obey, you need to understand that God gives us two kinds of commands. One we call logo, the command that is written in the Bible. Another one we call rema, the command that comes from the Holy Spirit. My rema is different from your rema because rema is specific for each person. My rema, the rema to me by God is to become a pastor, to pastor the church, to preach to build this church, to build churches all over the world. That is my rhema. Maybe your rhema to be a singer in the worship team. God called you, say, by the Holy Spirit, He said you should join the worship team. Maybe your rhema from God is to get involved in the video ministry. Whatever rhema. Each of us have our own rhema that God tells us what to do. And how can we know that that is the rhema from God? Not from your own flesh, not from demons, not from Satan. The rhema from God or the voice of God will never contradict the Bible. It always follows the biblical principle. 
So we have two sources here to obey God. One is the Bible, the book that is for everybody to read, to study, to understand, and to follow. Another one is the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's why I say to you again and again, the teaching. I believe the teaching. In this series called Spirit-Led Life, or being led by the Spirit, it's so important to all of us. Because that is one of the key to get into success and prosperity. You need to obey the voice of the Lord your God. That voice is Rema to you. You have your own Rema, I have my own Rema from God. Amen? God never called me to walk on the water. I'm not going to go out to walk on the water. But God told Peter to walk on the water. He walked out on the water by faith. He listened to the rhema from Jesus. Don't go out and walk on the water right now. You're going to sink because that is not for you. Okay? So we need to understand that originally the plan of God is to bless mankind. And he wants to bring that back to his people. How do we know the original plan of God? We know by reading the book of Genesis, chapter 1 and chapter 2. In the book of Genesis, chapter 1 and 2, we read about mankind before man fell into rebellion and sin. After Genesis, chapter 3 on, all chaos, killing, jealousy, fighting, war, sickness and disease and all kinds of problems happened after Genesis, chapter 3. All kind of curses on earth. But Genesis chapter 1 and 2 talk about the blessing. Talk about the original plan of God. I want to live my life in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. I don't want to live my life in Genesis chapter 3 on. I want to be in Genesis 1 and 2. Let's look at Genesis 2. Verse 8, 10 to 12 and 16 to 17. To see the original plan of God. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden. And there he put the man he had formed, a river watering the garden flow from Eden. From there it was separated into four headwaters. The name of the first is the Pishon. It winds through the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. How many people like gold? Raise your hand up. If you don't raise hand, you don't want gold? Okay. The gold of that land is good. Not just bad gold, good gold. Aromatic, raisin, and onyx are also there. And the Lord God commanded the man, Adam, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. You notice verse 17, there's a condition. The condition for Adam and Eve to live in the Garden of Eden. We may not live in the Garden of Eden, physical Garden of Eden today. But we can live in the Garden of Eden spiritually today. We can live in that garden with rivers flow into our life with gold or prosperity, with good health. Whatever you want to eat, if you want to eat bun thit nương, you can go and eat bun thit nương. You don't have to worry about paycheck. If you want to eat pizza, you can eat pizza. If you want to eat 
Jai yo, you can eat jai yo. You can eat anything. Maybe American member don't know jai yo. How many people know jai yo? Jai yo is the Vietnamese spring roll, my favorite food. <laughs> you can eat anything. You can enjoy your life. That's what happened to Adam. But you notice, God set the condition. God say, "You can enjoy the Garden of Eden only if, if you obey Me. You don't touch that tree." It's so simple. If I were Adam, I would say, "Yeah, I will not touch that. I rather enjoy the Garden of Eden." Not worth it to touch that tree because if I touch it, I'm gonna lose all of this thing. I'm not gonna touch it. You need to think this way. Obedience is good. If you don't break the rule of God, the law of God, you're gonna live in prosperity. You're gonna live in success and blessing. I'm not gonna sell my blessing by touching that tree, doing things that break the law of God. The foundation of Prosperity for Adam is his relationship with God. Who gives us prosperity? God. So it's important to have good relationship with Him. In that relationship, we love Him, we fear Him, we obey Him, we trust Him, we serve Him. All the days of our life, we love God, trust God, fear God. Obey God, serve God. That relationship will open the flood gate of heaven to bring the blessing to our life. Look at verse 19. The Bible says, "Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. God gave." Prosperity in authority, in dignity, to Adam. Adam did not only have nice fruit to eat, nice flower to look at in the Garden of Eden, good health, have a beautiful wife, and good relationship with God. But God also gave him authority to name all the animal. He can name dog, cat. He can name any kind of animal, and when he name it. God say, "Okay, go for it." He gave Adam authority. He gave him spiritual blessing or spiritual prosperity. He gave him also authority, the blessing and prosperity, physical prosperity. Adam was never sick. He lived for eternity. He lived a very good life. He was healthy. He did not need a neurosurgeon like me. He did not have to have operation or chiropractic treatment because he had good relationship with God. He was living in good relationship with God. Look at verses 22 to 25. Again, Genesis chapter 1 and 2 talk about the blessing. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out from the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, "This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. They will become one flesh. They don't fight. They have good relationship. 
they become united and have a good family. The man and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. Wow, Adam was blessed to have a, a spouse, get along with him, and love one another. Before Genesis chapter three, they did not fight, they did not quarrel. They have really good relationship, the blessing of a good family, prosperity in the family relationship. Verses 15 to 16 in Genesis chapter 2. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden. So God will provide for you a place to stay, and will give you a job too. He will open the door for you to get a good job, to work it. You see, God give the job to. Prosperous man like him, and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, "You are free to eat from any tree in the garden." God blessed Adam to have a good job, a good place to live, good authority, and also responsibility. He has fun working. He enjoy working. He live a very prosperous and blessing life. Then in verse 26, say in Genesis chapter one, then God said, "Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground." So God gave authority to Adam to rule over the whole earth. He can use authority to speak to animal. He was so blessed. He was living a good life at that generation, before Genesis chapter three, before he sinned against God. Verse twenty-eight. God blessed them, and said to them, "Be fruitful, and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, and over every." Living creature that moves on the ground. Wow! Be fruitful. God bless His children, that He will multiply and fill the earth. He will keep expanding the Garden of Eden. He will have many, many godly children and fill the earth. Very healthy to have children. So Adam and Eve. When we look at all this scripture, you can see that they were prosperous. They were blessed by the Lord. Unfortunately. Something bad happened in Genesis chapter three, and I don't want that to happen in my life. I don't want that happen in my home and in this church. The big mistake that they did, and they lost the blessing. Genesis chapter three, verse eight. What happened? Adam and Eve rebelled against God. They did not control their own body. They grabbed the fruit and ate. They rebelled the command of the Lord. Actually, that command doesn't make sense. Look at the tree. Don't eat it. The tree looks like a normal tree. No, I don't think it's about physical fruit. It's about the spiritual obedience. The fruit looked like other f- tree in the garden, but this couple's. Make a big mistake. They rebel, and I pray to God, I'm not going to do that. I will fight every temptation. 
I will not listen to the devil. I will not break the law of the Bible. I will not do anything to harm myself because I rebel against God, or to harm my wife, my children, my grandchildren, and my church here. I'm gonna do everything to obey the Lord my God, so that I will keep the blessing in the community. It's very important to obey the voice of the Lord your God. Genesis chapter three verse eight say, "Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the tree of the garden." What happened? To them, after they sinned against God, their relationship with God was broken. They hid themselves. They did not want to face God anymore. Their relationship with God was falling apart because of their sin. I don't want that to happen to all of us here. We want to have good relationship with God. When we sin, we feel guilty, and we don't want to go to church. We don't want to pray. Our relationship with God start to break down, and then we lose the blessing, because the source of the blessing is the Almighty God. Look at Genesis chapter three, verse twelve. The man said, "Now the relationship get worse. The woman you put here, he blamed God. Now he blamed God. The woman you put here." How many husbands have this kind of negative thought sometimes? Not me, though. God, you make me marry this woman. You are wrong. I marry a wrong woman, but you are wrong first because you put her in my life. That's what Adam tried to say. The man said, "The woman you put here with me." He point finger to God. And then he blamed her. She gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. He never blamed himself. He blamed God, and he blamed the woman. He blamed his wife. So their relationship start to break. The husband and wife start to quarrel now. Point finger to each other. Quarrel happened in their home. Wow, is that because of sin? Because of rebellion? Genesis chapter three verse sixteen. Look, continue to see how bad sin caused problem in the world. To the woman he said, "I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. With pain you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you." Before that, the relationship is equal, loving, joy together, serve together. After sin enter, the man start to act wicked, control the wife, and the wife afraid of divorce. Okay, I let you control me. I let you abuse me. That is wrong. Husband should not abuse his wife. We should love our wife. The wife doesn't have to be afraid of the husband. I have seen so many women. When I read this scripture, I think about because I'm not young anymore. I've gone through life for many years. I've noticed that so many women on earth hurry to get married because they just want to have a husband. And after they're married, 
they feel sad because that man was not godly. They had to suffer. Why? Because women want to have a husband. Instead of waiting for God to give the godly man, they hurry. So you have to be careful. This is a problem. This is all sinful problem on earth here that happened. The curse of mankind. Genesis chapter 3, verses 17 to 19, continue to say, To Adam he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat of it. Curse is the ground because of you. God say, Man, you are the head of the household. You take responsibility. Don't blame your wife. You make decision. You can tell your wife, I'm not going to do it. Even though Eve told him to eat the fruit. He can say, no, 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 no. I'm going to obey God. Stop it. Put it back. Uh, maybe she put it out, but she didn't have to. Put it back. The man can say that. Don't eat it. He can encourage his wife not to eat it. So man in this room, please stand firm to be the godly head of the household. Don't yield to sin. Lead your children and your wife to the godly way. Don't be goofy. Don't yield to your sinful nature. Stay firm to obey the Lord. Amen? You must not eat of it. Curse is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat of it. All the days of your life, it will produce thorns and thistle for you. You will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. He has to die now. He's going to die. Since from it you were taken from, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. Wow. All the trouble happened in Genesis chapter 3. And from that chapter on, bad things happen. Killing, murder, fighting, everything. Go downhill after that. Because of disobedience. Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman. Now he talked to the devil. And between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. So spiritual warfare start to happen at that time. The devil will try to attack mankind. Because now mankind put themselves under the authority of the devil. By obeying the devil. My dear brothers and sisters, poverty, lack, sickness, disease, failure, fighting, jealousy, all this happens after man start to rebel against God. And it's not good. After this sermon, after the teaching in this series, I pray that you make a decision once for all to obey God not to follow your flesh, not to follow the devil, not to follow your friend who are sinning. You just obey the Lord your God. This promise is for you. If you obey, God say, I will bless you. It's your choice. I cannot make that choice for you. I make my own choice. You make your own choice. Amen? Maybe God speak to you right now. Forgive that person. You obey right away. Maybe the Lord speak to you right now. Stop complaining. You complain too much. 
stop complaining. Rema to you. Maybe the Lord speak to some of you. Serve the Lord. Don't just go to church and sit around doing nothing. Get involved, serve. You say, God, I obey you. It's all in the Bible, but maybe the Holy Spirit speak to you. Get involved and serve. Use your gift. Obey. I remember when the Lord spoke to me in 1987. Son, can you take care of my people? And I say, oh, I don't know. I can do it, though. I am on call 29 days a month. I have only one Sunday off a month. I was on call all the time at Harborview Hospital. And he keep calling me to obey him. And eventually, when I say yes, in two weeks, the church started. And what happened? After that, I entered into the road of prosperity. God opened the door for me to get a job in Bellevue. God worked in the heart of my boss to allow me to stay here because he wants all the residents to leave town to go to other cities. But he said, for you, you can stay. God opened the heart of my boss in Bellevue to call me up. I did not even look for a job. The job dropped on my lap. Then the patient come in. I experienced the blessing of obedience for, for the past 30 years. Whenever God tell me to do something, I will obey Him. When God told me to record the teaching and give it for free, send it out for free, don't charge money, I do it. Whatever He said to me, I obey the voice of the Lord my God carefully every single step. I remember maybe 10 years ago, I began to move in the file of God, lay hand on people. Many members got mad at me. I lost about 20 members in one day because I lay hand. They say that if you lay hand like this, we're going to leave the church. I have to make a choice between obeying them, the 20 people, or obeying God. And not only that, when I start to lay hand and move in the file of God, the headquarter at that time, our church is under another organization. Call me up and say, you need to stop right now. Otherwise, we're going to demote you and you cannot be a pastor of this church. Not only that, they call all the pastors around the world, don't associate with Pastor Lao anymore. All the invitation was canceled. I lost all the friends. I lost position. I lost members. And those members are well-to-do. They are making good money. They are business people. I need to make a choice between obeying God to lay hand and move in the fire or back off and say, I'm going to please man. It's a very tough decision that year. I decided I will obey the Lord my God. I need to listen to the Holy Spirit. I cannot please man. And in this church, I tell you right now, I'm not going to please you. Yes, I please you by doing the right thing. But I'm not going to compromise the Bible to do bad things in this church to make you happy. Because if I do that, 
I open the door for the curse to come into you and to me and to your kids and your grandkids. It's not worth it. I don't want to follow the example of Adam. I want to follow the last Adam. His name is Jesus. The last Adam, Jesus, obeyed the Father until he went to the cross and died on the cross. He died to his flesh and followed the Father to the end. And that's why we have the blessing today. Because one man named Jesus, the last Adam, decided to obey the voice of the Lord, his God. Amen? This teaching is very important. It's our decision. How many parents in this room love your children? Raise your hand up. How many husbands love your wife? Raise your hand up. If you don't raise, you can be in trouble. How many husbands love your wife? Raise your hand up. Hi! How many parents love your children? Again. Okay. What do you need to do? Obey the Lord. Because when you obey the Lord, don't follow Adam's example. You obey the Lord, and then your wife and your children shall be blessed. Amen? Next time, we're going to learn characteristics of obeying God that bring prosperity. Today, just a foundation to show you that the original plan of God in the book of Genesis chapter 1 and 2, God wants to bless His children, Adam and Eve and the children. And you can see the outcome after Adam sinned against God. The curses come into mankind and all over the world. And next time, you're going to learn how we're going to obey God according to Deuteronomy chapter 28. And the third sermon of this teaching is going to be what kind of blessing we're going to get when we obey God. So three parts. Today, foundation. Next time, how to obey. The third time, what kind of blessings that we're going to receive when we obey the Lord. And I preach this from my first-hand experience. I've been living in obedience for many years. And I see God bless me everywhere. It just, he just blessed me. I went to Hawaii last week. And I walk on the beach and I say, God, I want to see a rainbow. Boop, rainbow come up. Then I was swimming and I say, God, I haven't seen turtle this trip. I haven't seen turtle. On the last day, I saw 10 turtles on the beach. You see how much God blessed me? I drive into somewhere I say, I need a parking. Boom, the parking is in front of me. The best parking. God bless me all the time. It's amazing. You know why? Not because I'm a special man. I'm not more special than you. God doesn't love me more than you. God loves you the same He loved me. But I set myself in the condition. That is the condition of, I obey the voice of the Lord my God. I will not rebel against God. Every decision in my life, I want to obey God. And God blessed me even to see turtles on the beach. They were just on the beach. I, I did not have time to stop and touch them. I was thinking, if, if I have time, I'd like to stand with them and do the intro-outro with the turtle under me. Hello. But I don't have time. Maybe next time when I go, I want to see turtle again. Amen? It's amazing. God bless you. Every detail of life, 
little, little detail. I just want to encourage you to obey God. It's worth it. Believe me, it's worth it to obey God. Don't be rebellious. Amen. Listen to God and listen and obey Him. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to learn, to hear what the Holy Spirit say today, Father. We thank you so much for reminding all of us to live a life of obedience, and thank you, Lord, for your promise to us. The children of Abraham by faith, that we can receive the blessings, the open heaven, the floodgate of heaven open over us, follow us, the blessing of God overtake us and follow us everywhere we go, whether we are in Asia, in Canada, in America, in Mexico, the blessing will follow us everywhere, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, for your promise. And Father, we ask Your Holy Spirit to help us to be obedient children, and we're gonna obey to the end, until the last day when we see Jesus Christ face to face. Father, we thank You so much in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I would like to ask you if you are not sure that you are born again Christian. Or maybe you say, "I believe I'm a Christian," but you never confessed your faith in public. Jesus said that if you accept me in public, I will accept you before my Father. So it's good to accept God in public, to confess that I am a believer. Amen. So let's do that together. We are not ashamed to call ourselves Christian. If you want to do that, even this is the fifth time of your life, that's okay. You confirm again. If you want to do that, why don't you stand up and confess together? I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. Stand up, and we're gonna pray together. A prayer of dedication to follow God. Follow my prayer, Father in heaven. You are my Creator. You love me so much. You sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross, to be raised from the dead for me. Lord, I'm not ashamed of the name of Jesus. I'm not ashamed to be called Christians, to be called disciples. Of the Lord Jesus Christ, today I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. He was raised from the dead on the third day. He is my God, Lord Jesus. You are my God. From today on, when you correct me, I will repent right away. When you tell me to do something, either through the Bible or by your Holy Spirit, 
I will obey you. I will not give any excuses. I want you to bless me. I want to receive the blessing of Abraham. Help me, Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that I can obey you, even though I don't understand. Even though sometimes I don't agree, I obey out of devotion, out of love, out of the fear of God, and I know I will see the result, the blessing later on. I have faith in you. I believe whatever you tell me to do is the best for my life. It's good. Thank you, Lord, that you love me. I confess all these things by faith. In the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.